We gotta stop recording by the window. Yeah, I mean, you know, when we get a better setup, we you know, we do this for you guys. We're gonna get there, right? Take it easy. What is up, guys? This is Grapples to Apples, the podcast that talks about everything from professional wrestling to should you even watch E3 or just catch the highlights on YouTube? You probably should just catch the highlights, but me being such a like Xbox fanboy, I always watch their their press conferences. Them and Ubisoft, because I'm always waiting for Splinter Cell. I always, I always look for <laughs> just the games that interest me. Right. And that's just about it. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, you are listening to us on SoundCloud.com slash GrapplesApps. That's Grapples, the number two. two apples. You don't got some SoundCloud. Maybe you got an Apple device. Maybe you got that uh, Apple podcast. If you don't like uh, Apple podcast, you don't like Apple uh, products, my friend Will the Thrill here. I'm anti-Apple, homies. I'm sorry. You got that Google Play music. That's right. Yeah, we do. No matter what you got, as long as you listen to us. Yes, sir. As usual, I am one of your hosts. The very sensual. The very toy. Mr. Sunglasses at Night himself. The Prophet. You're still doing do this Prophet thing, huh? I am. <laughs> and I am back. Because I missed that last episode, and I apologize. But your boy is back. Fret not. Always joined by my hetero life mate. <laughs> Will the Thrill, the Poetarian, Shakespearean candidate, Major English, whatever you need me to be, baby, that's who I be, because that's who I is. So, Mr. Thrill. Yes, sir. We are done watching Dominion from Osaka Joe Hall. Osaka Joe Hall. Hall. Yeah. <clears throat> You're very... Up on the geographical places <laughs> that yeah. the wrestling happens. Yes, yes. I am not. I geography, yes. Yeah, you I you geography. I said, I said UGI. <laughs> no, that's not that's not it. <laughs> so we're gonna cover some excuse me, some matches that happened at not some matches, all the matches all that happened matches. at Dominion. And a surprise return by a former WWE superstar. But but first, but but first, but before that, excuse me, <laughs> let's ring that bell. So the show kicks off with the new IWGP United States Champion in a non-title match versus a young lion. So John Moxley versus Shota Umino. Um. It's a short match. I honestly was not a fan of this match existing. Um, I understand they just wanted to put Moxley on the card. But to have him open the show with a young lion, I just don't know if that was the right move. And if they are going to have him open the show with a young lion, it should have been a squash. I mean... That's a squash of Jace. Right. Less than five minutes. Four minutes is squash of Jace. But if you're really trying to build Moxley the way that they did, where like his debut match was him beating Juice for the United States Championship, they should have just like you know squashed this young lion. Again, I'm not crazy about the idea 
of Moxley opening Dominion in his second match against a young lion. Not crazy about it at all. Essentially, he's a, a nobody. Yeah, it's it's, <clears throat> it's a you know one of their their guys going through the New Japan Dojo who's still in training. Mm-hmm. You know, so I I'm not crazy about it. It's whatever. I, the the only thing that I took away from this match was, and was honestly confused, Moxley helping the young line back to the backstage. Yeah, <clears throat> you and I are looking at each other like, what the heck? Like, why is he? Why is he doing this? Yeah, the, his whole shtick right now is that he's the the purveyor of violence and all this stuff, and then at the end of it all, he announces he wants to. He's going. He would like to enter the G one tournament. And then he helps his kid to the back. It's like, wait, what? Just in case a microphone picked that up. As usual. What is a Grapples to Apples episode without some sort of ruckus in the street behind us? I think that was a motorcycle. I think it was a motorcycle. But it's like... Can we catch a break? I think last, was it last episode you had ambulance? Had a, yeah. <laughs> if it's not an ambulance... Before the, the week like before a, that, a, we had a, a truck. fire truck. It's, yeah. It's, and that's a motorcycle? Nah. I mean, usually, like, we do this in the middle of the night. It's the middle of the day. Can we, like, can I catch a break? I mean... We gotta stop recording by the window. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> well, we got a better setup. And we, you know, we do this for you guys. We're gonna get there, right? Take it easy. Better setup. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Dang window. But yeah, I, yeah, I don't. I'm not sure that I understood what they're going for with him helping the young lion to the back. Is this to be like, yeah, I'm crazy and violent, but I'm a good guy at the end of the day. I'm just. It's just contradictory to what his character should be right now. No. Right. It's just the international purveyor of violence. Yeah. But let me help this young guy to the back. Like, how can you be violent? And helpful. It doesn't. It, they contradict each other. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Like, he had that match against Juice a few days ago, where he's legitimately just knuckling him in the eyebrow and biting off his eyebrow. Mm-hmm. But then he's gonna help the young lion to the backstage. And it just doesn't. There's a disconnect that yep. I don't get. Anyway, let's move forward. Next match we have Shingo Takagi versus Satoshi Kojima. Mm-hmm. In what I thought was too many false finishes in a match that shouldn't have been this long. I agree. Uh, Shingo Takagi of LIJ won. He lost in the finals of the uh, Best Best of Super Juniors. And now he wants to start going against heavier competition. Because his excuse was that Will Ospreay won. Because he has a lot more training against... A lot more experience against heavyweights. Heavyweights. Yeah. So he, that he thinks that's the reason why he lost. And he's like, yo, I want some of that heavyweight pie also. Yeah. But for me, I was like, man, this match is boring. The first two matches, starting off Dominion, I was just like, man, this is... This ain't Dominion for me right now, man. Yeah. I mean, we'll get to more of that later. Because it was later on in the night when you you said to me you like yo this is not last year, mm-hmm. uh, but I completely agree with one hundred percent. This match, like, if they're trying to highlight Shingo Takage, which they had been trying to do, you know, he did make it to the finals of the Super Junior or the best of the Super Juniors tournament. 
I'm not sure what the point of this match was. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't feel like he's going to really get much of a rub off of Kojima. But he's, uh, Kojima's a heavyweight. That's the only... Okay, I get, I get that. But <clears throat> I feel like this is one of those times where he would have been better suited in one of New Japan's classic, like, six-man tag matches where mm-hmm. he can be the lone junior on his side of the fence and then he can have competition with heavyweights on the other side. Because New Japan always does this. When they have these big shows, like three of the of the matches on the card are these multi-man tag matches between factions. Yeah. That kind of have intertwining stories. I mean, they did that later on with the um, Toguchi Japan versus Bullet Club. Yeah. I think this is, again, another spot where they could have done that for Shingo. But who do you pair him with? Because... Uh, with LIJ, e- no? Evil, yeah, Evil and Sonata are already in a tag team match. Right. Uh, Naito's in his match. Right. So it's like, who else is left to, to pair him off with? Who else is in LIJ? Uh, Takahashi, but he's injured. Right. Oof. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's okay. rough. It's not like okay. Bullet Club, who has a billion members, yeah, yeah, had yeah. a billion members. It's yeah, not yeah. like Chaos, who have... You know, a, a plethora of members. You know, LIJ is a very small... Stable. Stable. Hmm. Okay, fair point. Fair point. Either way, I just... This match did nothing for me. And I, I don't think it did anything for Shingo Takaga either. Yeah. So, the next match on the card was a tag team match between Jushin Thunder Liger, who is on his farewell tour, teaming up with uh, Yoshihashi... Going up against Minoru Suzuki and Zack Sabre Jr. of Suzuki-gun. What I liked about this match was... So everyone knows that Zack Sabre Jr. is the submission... Would you stop it? He's a weasel. You're a weasel. But um, everyone knows that ZSJ is like the submission expert. Yeah. And what I liked about this match was that... Minoru Suzuki kind of fell in line in that sense. Where they were both throwing in submissions left and right. Oh, yeah, when they had the they double both had them, stretch. Yeah. Right, right. Like, Minoru Suzuki was doing a lot more submission-based stuff than he normally does. Mm-hmm. And I like that because it shows that... I think I think an issue that New Japan's factions sometimes have is that it feels like just guys in a group for the sake of guys in a group. Yeah. But when you have two guys who are starting to share their styles with one another, mm-hmm. it really shows that they're part of a group. Yeah. Like, this is definitely, oh, that's Suzuki-gun. Look, they're working together. Clearly, they are in a faction together. Yeah. You know, so I like that 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 feature of, of Minoru Suzuki and Zack Sabre Jr. kind of playing off of each other as partners in this match. I mean, sometimes I get that feeling from, like, Bullet Club, where they're just guys thrown oh, together. 100%. 100%. And like the only ones that really make sense is G.O.D. And Battle of Fale. Oh, yeah. But Fale doesn't really wrestle as often as right. everyone else does. Right. So, do you want to tell us who won? I mean, I thought you were going to give more insight on the match. I, I, again, I, we, we stated it earlier. This wasn't Dominion for me. The first no. f- handful of matches, I was just like... The majority of the card. My gosh, well, this is... A snooze fest. Like, what was confusing was when Jushin Thunder Liger 
kicked Yoshihashi. I was going to bring that up, actually. I was waiting for you to bring it up, but you didn't bring it up. So, mid-match, I think ZSJ and Yoshihashi are in the ring together. And they basically, a Suzuki-gun, have basically cut the ring in half. Mm -hmm. So, Yoshihashi's down, sitting in the seated position, and Jushin just basically comes in, stomps on his back, screams something at him, moves his arms, goes outside, and looks to get a tag. And I'm just like, what yeah. is going on here? The announcer tried to play it off as if Jushin was frustrated that he couldn't get into the match. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't... I think I was looking away for a minute when this happened. Mm. So I don't know if I missed something. Because I was looking away, and the next thing I know, I look up, and he's kicking Yoshihashi. I was like, what, what... What? I was like, y'all, are we getting a, 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 a Jushin Thunder Liger heel, heel turn, turn right now? Towards Listen, the end of his, It wouldn't you know, make any sense. Does it make on any sense? On his, on his farewell tour? Yeah. So that was just very, that was very confusing. But it didn't really, like, it didn't lead to anything else in No, the I match. mean, uh, Liger gets into the ring, he scraps for a little bit, but then Yoshihashi gets back in and actually ends up picking up the pinfall on ZSJ. In a shocking fashion. Very shocking fashion. It was like, a, it was like, a, like a, kind of like a... Um, you said an Oklahoma roll-up? It was sort of like he was looking for the Oklahoma roll-up, but then he kind of just halfway through said, all right, forget it, I'm just going to go for a regular pin. Yeah, that's why when I looked up and I saw one, two, three, I was like, wait, what? Like, that's... Different. Yeah, it was It was, it was. a very weird kind of thing, but um, yeah, it was like an out-of-nowhere pinfall victory. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> the bell rings, and within seconds you go, um, you go. Did uh, Suzuki start throwing stuff into the ring yet? Oh yes. And as soon as you say that, Suzuki tries throwing part of the barricade into the ring. I'm like, yo, what? The? You're like, yo. Every time, every time he loses, he does this. And ironically enough, so he was being held back, so he didn't get to throw anything in the ring. But then it was ZSJ. Who started losing his mind and started throwing things and... He threw a temper tantrum. Yeah, which was very... Well, first of all, he struggled to pull the gate apart. Let's start with that. The man weighs seven pounds. Uh, he's also <laughs> a professional wrestler. He weighs seven pounds. If he you... might be the scrawniest professional wrestler I've ever seen who's had a successful career. Oh, I was going to say Spike Dudley. Say, then you said had a successful career. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Spike Dudley's got more muscle mass. No, he doesn't. I don't know, man. You got to go back and watch old like Attitude Era stuff because Spike... you got have you seen? Yeah, but see what Spike has going for him is that he had like the puffy Dudley boys pants and a and a shirt. My man yeah, ZSJ is out he here cut off the shirt and he had the when he went heel he cut off the the yeah, yeah he looked like a like a twig. Yeah, but ZSJ looks like a prepubescent teenage boy trying to get dressed for gym. Let's let's move on. Let's move on, shall we? <laughs> so, as Will the Thrill stated earlier, New Japan usually likes to throw these six-man jumbled-up matches together. We had Taguchi Japan, Hiroshi Tanahashi, the ace of New Japan. Boo. <laughs> Boo. I, I don't like Tanahashi, I'm sorry. Juice Robinson. My man. And Ryuki... Taguchi. 
Mr. Rugby player himself. I, I said it when he came out. This guy's such he's he's such a walking meme. <laughs> he's such a meme. Well, yeah, him and Yano are just walking memes. And no Yano tonight. Which yeah, was where's Yano? So, so upsetting. Where is Yano? I need my Yano. They defeated Bullet Club with Captain Jay White. Who came out looking like Bra- uh, was it uh, Brian Boyle's Brian Boyle as younger a brother, <laughs> the long lost cousin of Captain Jack Sparrow, <laughs> very pirate esque. Yeah, he was playing a lot of Sea of Thieves or something. Oh like my that. God, stop! Taiji Ishimori, Boom Soldier, and Maddie Bizzle Double Z Double E <laughs> Chase Owens. Because <laughs> who's ever seen Maddie Bizzle? And Chase Owens in the same place. Never. At the same time. Never. That's why. Because they're the same person. They're the same person. That's it. Same thing with uh, James Hetfield and Michael Jackson. You're so dumb. You've never seen either one of them. See, that's why Mighty Bizzle ended up leaving the podcast. Because he had to go to Japan. He had to go to Japan and he had to do more and more shows. Because Chase is more full time now. That's it, exactly. Once the guys left Bullet Club, they needed more from Chase Owens, so Bizzle had to leave to fulfill his commitments to New Japan. You know what upsets me about that, though? What? Like Bizzle goes back to Japan to to help out Bullet Club. He doesn't get us an interview with any of the guys. No, that's messed up. How dare you, Bizzle? Come on, Biz. I thought we were a family. <laughs> I thought you were my brother. <laughs> we're so dumb. We're so dumb. We're so dumb. Okay. Anyway, so a couple of things that I wanted to note here. I love Juice Robinson selling. The effects of his match with John Moxley. Yes, both absolutely. physical and emotional. Mm-hmm. He is his nickname in New Japan is the flamboyant Juice Robinson. Mm-hmm. But there was nothing flamboyant about Juice during Dominion. He came out looking dejected. Mm-hmm. He was limping. He was, you know, he just he was not Juice, and I was like. That's what pro wrestling's all about. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like too many times we'll watch something with a magnitude such as the the Juice and Moxie match, and then the very next time they come out, they're still doing the same pop and circumstance, the posing mm-hmm. and the you know what I mean. Then not selling injuries, not or selling the like emotional and mental effect of like how rough of a match that was, and the fact that he lost. This match. Because mm-hmm. it was layered for him. It was... De- John Moxley represented for him his past as CJ Parker in NXT. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to prove that he that CJ Parker was dead. And that Juice was way better than that person. Mm-hmm. And beating John Moxley mm-hmm. was that test for him. And on top of that, you know, he cares about the U.S. Championship. He's been the U.S. Champion for like six months, blah, 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 blah. And then he loses. And then he loses that match. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes all the sense in the world for him to be dejected. It makes all the sense in the world for Juice to, like, if if we're talking kayfabe, for him to be defeated and depressed and and upset. And that's what and, we saw. And, and fight with anger. Yes, and that's what we saw. Where he delivered the left hand of God to to Jay White, that knocked him out for the rest of the match. Mm-hmm. You know, at no point 
did Juice look happy? He wasn't smiling. He didn't jump around. Mm-mm. He was jumping into the match when he's not supposed to, which is not exactly Juice Robinson like. Yeah. You know, I like that they're they're following this thread. Yeah. And I think that's that's just smart character work by Juice Robinson, and I really appreciate that. You know what I would have liked more is for Juice to actually pick up the pin, to get a mm. little to to feel like he got some momentum back. But uh, Tanahashi ends up pinning Chase Owens. Right. And that's it. I mean... So, I'll argue that Chase not picking up the pin is that... I mean, that Juice not picking up the pin is actually better. Okay. Because we continue this story. Because... So, if he loses to, to, to Moxley on... What was that? Wednesday? Wednesday or Thursday? Wednesday or Thursday, something like that. So, he loses to Moxley on Wednesday or Thursday, whatever that was. And then picks up a win today... You can sort of say, oh, okay, so he lost, but now he's on his way back up already. You, Where, want, you want him to stay down there for yeah, a little bit? Yeah, let, let that, in exactly. Okay. Let him battle his way back. Okay. Develop, he was a fan favorite already. Yeah. You know, the people love Juice Robinson in, in New Japan. Mm-hmm. So let him go through this. Because let's be real, when something like this happens, you're not going to be right. No. So you're probably not going to win your first match out. Yeah. You're probably not going to win your next few matches out if the match affected you as heavily as it seemed to affect Juice. Mm-hmm. So even though his team won, he had nothing to do with the pinfall. Because it, didn't, it, it wasn't a thought for him. He knocked out JY and they just walked around. Like he, He's just not thinking about it right now. I think he needs to either be involved in more matches like this, where he's inconsequential to the, to the pinfall, mm-hmm. or he needs to lose a few matches. Before he starts winning some more matches, because <clears throat> he's he does a very good underdog character. Mm-hmm. You know, let him build himself back up, and then rematch John Moxley somewhere down the line. Okay, that's just my thought on the matter. I mean, we have the G one climax the next G1 month. Yep, in Dallas, Texas. He needs to do poorly. Mm. I would say... Not like stink the bed. I'm not talking like go over. Mm-hmm. But he needs to do poorly. Hmm. He needs to come out there like with four points. My thing is like if you're pushing... Don't don't push Juice to be just the next U.S. champion. Push him into okay. that icy title. If you're going to do what you're doing... Right. You're gonna, you know, you're gonna have him lose a little bit and bring mm-hmm. that fire back. Mm-hmm. Don't have him go for the U.S. title. Agreed. He's been, he's a two-time champion. Two-time right? U.S. champion. I agree. Go for the IC title. Yeah. Why not? Is Juice technically a heavyweight? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I mean, let me see if they'll have his weight listed anywhere. Because if he's a, if he's not a legit heavyweight, have him go for the 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 junior. And well, the fact that he's competing for the U.S. Championship makes me think that he is... He's 220. Yeah, he's, yeah, so he's definitely heavyweight. Yeah. Well, he's billed as 220. Yeah, I think... I, I, I definitely agree with you. Let him... Again, I, don't, I think he should do poorly during the G1. But I think once he boosts himself back up, he should find, him, find his way to the IC uh, picture. Okay, so here's the only thing that I, I have. He does poorly in the G1. Mm-hmm. He only pins Naito, and that 
is where they that can propels build, that, that propels that, okay. th- their feud. Okay, to be like something like that. Yeah, let him let him only have victories over who's ever going to be in that picture. Mm-hmm. So if New Japan is planning for Naito to drop it soon, mm-hmm. whoever they're planning to have win it, let him get a pinfall victory over that person. Okay. So let's say it's Abushi. Let him beat. Let Abushi be like the only person he beats. Or yeah. if Naito's going to hold on to it for a while, let Naito be the only person he beats. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with that. Let him only have a few victories over people who are going to be major players in the IC title scene. Yeah. I'm with that. Okay. Same team. On board. Um, so, yeah, you mentioned already that Taguchi... Taguchi Japan was the... Okay. So, let's move on to the first championship match of the night. Not the last, but the first. No, was the next of five? The first of five. Tomohiro Ishii going up against Taichi. Taichi is the current uh, never openweight champion. Took it off of Ishii. Ishii is, I think, a three-time or four-time champion prior to this match. Um, When I gave my pseudo-predictions during the weekly episode, I said that I thought Tomohiro Ishii should regain the championship. And he did. He did. And it was... so. I wasn't too familiar with Taichi mm-hmm. before this run, mm-hmm. and boy, am I glad I wasn't, because I really do not like Taichi. Yeah, no, he's... There's nothing about this guy that's redeeming to me. Yeah, no, not for me either. Don't like him. And they're trying to sell him. You're also trying to sell him. I was like, you know, oh, he's this, but he brings out this and, and, and Ishii and blah, blah, blah. I don't, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. His Phantom of the Opera gimmick and then with a tearaway pants halfway through the match. and I was just... Are you with, you're a fan of that? No, no. Not even remotely. Damn. And his ugly ring gear with like the... What is it? The velvet... Yeah, the, like the velour pants. Yeah, bro. I, bro. Like, like uh, shades circa freshman year high school. <laughs> exactly. Nothing about Tai Chi does anything for me. So I'm glad to see that Tomohiro Ishii, after a very physical match... Very physical. Very physical match, did come out on top. I'm not surprised it was physical for Ishii. I was surprised that Taichi was that physical. Yeah. Because Ishii being physical is like saying, I eat food. Like, duh. Yeah. Clearly. So I'm just glad that Ishii did regain the Never Open Championship. I think he's now a five-time... Five-time. 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 Uh, never open weight champion, so there goes that. Um, I guess we can move on to the next match, yeah. which we both looked at each other and we're just like, man, I'm tired of seeing this match. And it's no disrespect to the two teams. They're good. We, they're we love very both good. teams. They're very good guys. It's just I'm tired of seeing this matchup. This, this matchup. G.O.D., the defending IWGP heavyweight tag team champions versus L.I.J., Evil and Sonata. Yeah. I think we've seen this match four times this year, maybe. I, I feel like every time we have a big New Japan show, these two are involved in a match mm-hmm. in some capacity. Yep. And I'm just over it. Yeah. I'm oh, this, and, and I hate that I can even say that about any New Japan anything. Yeah. But oh man, I'm over this. Like this, is they very, need to figure. This, this is very WWE esque. Yes, one hundred percent. We're just like, all right, you guys are really. Like hammering home the 
same tag team match or the same six man tag or the same singles match. Like this was for me. I'm just like, all right, you know, I'm I'm done. God wins. Fine, please take a break from each other. They need to bolster their tag division. Yeah, and I think at least their heavyweight tag division. Right, and I think this is part of the issue that New Japan's been having since AEW became a thing because they lost the Bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, and at least the Bucks was at least one other team. That they could have run a three-man cycle with, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you could have Penta and and Ray Phoenix come. I, have they worked any Japan shows? No, but you can have them do it. True. They, they're they not, like, uh, best friends weren't... I don't know what their deal is. I mean, I know they're AEW, but I don't know how far their contract extends with New Japan. But they could be part of the tag team mix. They have until October before AEW starts running full time. Yeah. They need to figure out something about their tag division because this is it's. But what you're doing is you're what you're going to do is basically if you you get all these tag teams from like AEW and and you know or all these other places, you're putting a, a band aid on a gun. Right, no, of course, hundred percent. I agree with that. Um, but they have. To, but what are they going to do? They have to do something. What I think might. I don't know, it's tough. Because I know, like, Gallows and Anderson, they've already said that they're not resigning with WWE. No, I think they're going to AEW or... That's what I think as well. Or New J- they may go back to New Japan. If they go back to New Japan, that's perfect for New Japan. Because then they have another tag team in the heavyweight division that they can use. But I don't know if they're going to go that direction. I don't think they they would either, just because... They've done it already. G.O.D. and um, Gallows and Anderson would be contradicting to each other because they're both in the heavyweight division they're both bullet club or mm-hmm. one was bullet club the other one is bullet club <laughs> unless galvaners are going to come back to join a different faction which wouldn't make any which wouldn't sense. make any sense but none of the original members that are there the only original members that are left are tamatanga and, and Fale. yeah that's it everyone else is is fresh yeah or at least you know they're not originals so I don't know. They gotta figure out the some. The, there's there's that ambulance. There person. it is. There it is. There's that ambulance, guys. Our, our, our weekly nod to the you know NYPD, FDNY, EMT, emergency services, everything. Um, they gotta do something about this tag division. They gotta figure it out. I don't know what. I don't know how. I don't know where. I mean, they have a working relationship with Ring of Honor. Where's Villain Enterprises? A good question. Where's Bloodline? Where's anything? Well, Bloodline has Juice, but Juice is Juice is doing yeah, Juice yeah, doing, doing his own thing. His fine, own thing. Fine. But like you're right. No, you're absolutely right. Like they have a working relationship with Ring of Honor to the point where they said they don't the want to have, have the, even the Kingdom to come come and do something. Yeah, they can, the Kingdom. They specifically I did, said. I didn't, Think I'd say the kingdom and you get so happy to hear Yeah, I know, right? Like, uh, <laughs> probably never again. Yeah. Matt Taven. <laughs> yeah, see? <laughs> I brought you back. I brought you back. <laughs> back to reality. They specifically said they don't want to have a relationship with AEW because of their relationship with Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. And yet, was there a single Ring of Honor superstar on the show? No. No. None. Dragon Lee's part of. Dragon Lee's CMLL. Yeah. That's it. He's the only non-New Japan is full-timer. Juice Robinson? Juice Robinson is New Japan. He's, he's New, New Japan. Japan. Okay. So, yeah, no. You're telling me you couldn't call 
Ring of Honor say, hey, guys, we need one of your tag teams. Maybe, Set, maybe they How about the Briscoes? Lose. I don't know. Maybe they didn't want them to lose. Even if, if the Briscoes versus, well, I mean, G.O.D.'s the champ, so it has to be the, the G.O.D. But yeah, G.O.D. versus the Villain Enterprises. We haven't seen that in a, in a, in a straight tag match for the, at new, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, whatever. They, Japan needs to figure it out. New Japan, right. figure out your tag team division, because right now, you're looking WWE-esque. Yeah, it ain't I mean, a good look. I mean, after this, we're six matches in, and I was not happy about this pay-per-view. If this show had ended here, we would have been very, very disappointed with the show. Yeah. If the show had ended here, we're talking one or two topes max. Yeah, for sure. Where we were both just like, what? I don't... Can we... What's next? But the next three matches did a whole bunch to save the rest of the show. Mm-hmm. Well, they did their best. Mm-hmm. So, excuse me. Following match was for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. The newly crowned Best of the Super Juniors champion. Two-time winner. The aerial assassin, Will Ospreay, taking on the current, or at the time current, junior heavyweight champion, Dragon Lee. And this match was the match that made us go, oh, Okay, now they remember- we are we are watching a New Japan show. Yeah, now they remember that it's Dominion. Exactly, this is Dominion. Okay, cool. This isn't some random like road to wrestling Dontaku. Like, no, this mm. is we're watching Dominion now. Yeah, because this match was a match. Mm-hmm. And what a match it was. Oof. I oof, I'll, I'll say that later, but for the flips, it it I mean, it had everything that you want. From a junior heavyweight championship match. Mm-hmm. That had flippy stuff, mm-hmm. but it wasn't all flippy. Nope. You know, there was plenty of storytelling, there's plenty of ground based wrestling. They they did the, the sequences that they love to do, they did the high spots, they did the quick stuff. You know, we got a top rope Oz cutter into the the uh, the Stormbreaker to, to finish it. Mm-hmm. But it was a fantastic match. Yeah. I, I mean, I loved it. I'm biased, I'm aware of this. But I think even without my biases, I thought it was a fantastic match. Very pleased. I'm, I'm pleased to... I'm conflicted about the result of the match. And you and I talked about this briefly mm-hmm. while we were watching the show. Mm-hmm. So Will Ospreay ends up winning and becoming the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion yet again. And to me, this is conflicting. Anyone and everyone knows that I love Ospreay. That's mm-hmm. my boy. So I'm happy to see him win. However, they had been trying, or they have been trying to push him in the heavyweight direction. Yes. Which is why he had won the Never Overweight Championship not too long ago, and then ended up dropping it, mm-hmm. because they're trying to push him in that direction. So for me, to him, for him to win the Junior Heavyweight Championship again, mm-hmm. kind of feels like a step backward. Yeah. And after the match, he went out and he challenged Robbie Eagles. Yeah. And it's just like, 
is this direction is this the direction that we're supposed to be going for Osprey? Because I thought we were going from junior to heavyweight, not junior to heavyweight back to junior. Right. Yeah. And it's kind of like a demotion. It almost feels like a demotion, and on top of that, which is kind of like stupid to say because he's the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, right? right. Now, but, but I almost feel like maybe it was because do they not have anybody else in the juniors division that they feel comfortable putting the belt on? I mean, Taiji Ishimori was the previous before Dragon Lee, and right, he didn't really do much with that. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe they they don't feel like anyone carries it the way that. Him and Marty did. And Marty can't... They can't put it on Marty because Marty's on his way out. Going to AEW. As eventually. soon as his contract is over. Yep. So they can't put it on Marty. And who else are they going to put it on? But it's so unfair to Osprey. Because he wants to move They could have left it on Dragon Lee because he proved himself I thought so too. Match. For My sure. Gosh, like, hey, keep it on him. Let's I 100% agree. But I mean, will will Osprey winning? You, you can't go wrong with that, right? It's a it's a safe. You're placing the the, the safe bet on like on a safe horse. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Smart money places on. Uh, it's it's an easy. You're a, you're not going to shoot yourself in the foot by ever putting the junior heavyweight championship. It's a safe bet. Yeah, it's a safe bet. I just I want more for Osprey. I want him to finally get out of the juniors division, and I want him to compete for the IC or the US, whatever. You know, I want him to move up in the ranks. And this isn't moving anywhere. This is lateral. Or like what well, you said before, it was a step forward and two steps back. Because now his next challenge is Robbie Eagles. No disrespect to Robbie Eagles, but what has he done to be on Osprey's level? I can't even remember the last time i seen a Robbie Eagles match. That's what I'm saying. So, I don't know. I don't know. Again, I guess, like I said this to you after the following match. Just gotta trust New Japan in the process. Trust the process. Trust the process. You know who I don't trust anymore? Who? Kota Ibushi. <laughs> Next match, the penultimate match. Mm-hmm. Defending champion, Kota Ibushi. Defending IWGP IC Intercontinental Champion. Taking on my boy, Tetsuya Naito. Leader of LIJ. And my gosh... I think this was the best match of the night. Bro, this match gave me a concussion. I was scared, not scared, entertained, horrified. I, I, I don't know what other words to describe. Except for that one spot. That yeah, let, let's let's start at the beginning. Tetsuya Naito. Would you say that he's over in Japan? Don't want to sound like like an, a pompous person when I say oh, this. Here we go. But being there, oh yeah, he's over. He's he over. is more over in Japan than any singular wrestler is here in the states. Okay. It was ungodly. And would you expect Naito to be booed being in Japan? No. After what I saw at Secure Genesis last year? No. No. And boy, was he booed. That was crazy. Because they were booing, booing him. I mean, sure, there it was maybe, I want to say it was maybe 
Because there were no, some no, people the, cheering for him. No, in the beginning, when they first started booing him, it was everyone. And then it was like 60-40, then 50-50, then they started chanting Naito. Right. So it's just like, but, it's, right. but to hear the boos, that I was like... Do they know who's in the match? Do they know what's Naito? Like this is this is this is Naito. It's Naito. Why are you guys booing him? I got broken. Cause he does, bro. I'm telling you, he, he plays the heel so well. But it's funny because like he doesn't always crank it up to a million. And on this match, he was like, just in case there's any doubt who the heel is here. Yeah. He cranked it up to a million. Yeah. He healed it up. Like, well, it's just like I felt like for this whole pay per view, Jericho and Naito were trying to out heal each other. Okay, I mean, I don't think it was much of a contest. I mean, Jericho is. I mean, you're not gonna win that match. Yeah, no, Jericho is everything that's right with wrestling. Exactly. But, but I mean, the heel work that Naito did in this match. And then just the sheer brutality of this match. Yeah. Dude, it, for me, it almost got uncomfortable at points. Mm-hmm. Just how physical it got. That the, the that, that German on the apron, that should not be allowed. And I'm not saying that, like, to be joking. Like, that should not be allowed. I'm pre- I don't know how Kota Ibushi did not suffer... A severe concussion. Well, we don't know yet if he's severe. He, if well, he has from suffered. from that from that German, he, you would if he was concussed, you would have seen it. Much like there was a, a match in a different show that took place earlier in this week, where one of the wrestlers was concussed early on, and you could see it. Well, look at the difference, age, fair, and this happened to 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 Abushi. Pretty late in the match, so he had adrenaline running. True, true, true. So I, I, I wouldn't go as far. But as... But when he had that match with Osprey and he got concussed late in the match, you can see that every concussion is different, man. That's true. But it was, uh, dude. He, it, huh. I, I don't know that. So there was. So let me get to the point where where I'm talking about. There was a spot where they're on the apron, both Abushi and Naito. And they're both trying to pull off whatever, like, move is going to literally murder the other. They're both trying to figure it out. They're both on the apron. They're holding onto the ropes, blah, blah, blah. And then finally, Naito gets a German off. And he, he gets the German. And Naito hits the back and the side of his head so hard that they even show in the replay... That when his head hits, like, it twists so fast it was just a blur. Yeah. Slow motion. I'm like, that cannot be okay. Yeah, no. There's no way you're okay after that. That is insane. And then they get in the ring, and they don't let up. No. I think there was this, uh, um, a Spike Rana after that. There mm-hmm. was a Spike uh, Tornado GDT after that. Mm-hmm. A few Destinos. I'm like, can you guys stop? And then, so Naito wins the match. Yeah. And they're kind of holding each other's wrists still. And they kind of like pan to Ibushi real quick. And I'm just like, yo, look at the mouse on his, over his left eye. That is what made me think that Ibushi was concussed by the end of the match. Yeah. 
because I think he him holding on to Naito was not intentional. I think that was a like he's concussed. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's just holding on to him mm-hmm. to hold on to him. Mm-hmm. Because then not on the above his eyebrow. It's hematoma esque. That thing was insane. Like they definitely had to go backstage and cut it open to 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 let some blood out or something. Mm, yeah, I mean most times they don't. They just wait that for it thing to go was down. Massive. Yeah. I mean, you've had a hematoma before, taking a blade to the head. Yeah. A stick blade to the yeah, head. Yeah, Hockey stick. Hockey stick. Um, I just not a switchblade. It was no Jay White. But, I mean, yeah. The difference is, I'm just a Joe Schmo. I was able to let that thing go down after, like, a week. Coda's got to get back in the ring soon. I don't know. That thing was rough. That, woo! And then to really heal it up, Naito gets the belt... And just steps on Kota Ibushi's head. Mm-hmm. I'm the champ. <laughs> and then walks away. And so you and I were talking about this also. That the booking of this doesn't make sense to us. Yeah. Because, well for me, what didn't make sense is you have Kota Ibushi who you're building. He just signed a new contract with New Japan where he pretty much said he's going to be there forever. He, his whole thing is he wants to bring honor and prestige to the IC Championship. He wants it to be held in its highest regard. As the IWGP heavyweight, he knows that that's the top, but he wants us to be the best. Blah, blah, blah. And on the flip side, Naito has forever has his love-hate relationship with the IC Championship. Mm-hmm. Ever since he won it and lost it way back when, whenever he wins it, he treats it like garbage. Yeah. He throws it around, he kind of just doesn't care about it, blah, blah, blah. So to me, I didn't understand the idea of having Kota drop it to Naito. Because of those two things. And on top of that, now where do each wrestler go? I mean, Naito's been here before. Yeah. So now what? We're just going to do this again? And Kota, what is he going to do now? You know what I mean? Like, is he going to go back to the never openweight championship division? Maybe they put him up to the heavyweight division. So that's what you said. And if that's the case, then I'm cool. Mm-hmm. Then I'm all for it. And this is when we were saying, you know, I guess you just have to trust New Japan that they know what they're doing because they are really good at long-term booking. Yeah. So if that, like, I'm I'm less concerned with waiting to see where they take this than I am with, you know, other promotions. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We'll get to the weekly for that one. <laughs> yeah. So a little confusing booking in my opinion and a little uncomfortable for me in terms of, like, just how physical this match got at some points. But, fantastic match. Can't yeah, complain. Absolutely fantastic match. Can't complain. Shall I move on to the uh, main event? You shall. So the main event. Champion. Kazuchika Okada. Defending his IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Versus the Painmaker. Judas himself, the Alpha, Chris Jericho. Now, this is Jericho's first attempt at the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, and pretty much the only thing that's left off his resume. Mm-hmm. Jer- ever since Jericho's gone to New Japan, he's developed this very physical, almost brawler style of wrestling. And Okada 
was completely okay with matching that. And Jericho does what Jericho does. This is a match that was not brutally physical, but it was, you know, they were outside, they were, you know, hitting each other with at the barricades. Jericho was, you know, doing what Jericho does, making fun of the fans by grabbing the mic and fake chanting Okada. Okada. Yeah. Um, grabbing the camera and flipping off everybody, as Jericho tend to do now. And it was just, I mean, it's almost become standard the way Jericho approaches his matches in New Japan, whether it was Kenny or Naito or now Okada, Mm -hmm. where he knows his spot. He knows what he's capable of. He knows what he can bring to the match. So he brings physicality. He brings a brawler style. But more recently, like his match in um, Double or Nothing, he's bringing back some of the old athleticism that he hasn't been showing. Yeah. He did a top rope cross body. He did a... um, He did the... What was that move that we both said? Oh, we haven't seen him pull that out in a while. Some sort of reversal into something. I don't remember what it was. Um... But, you know, he did the, the lion salt, which he landed perfectly, chest to chest, with Okada in the middle of the ring. Mm-hmm. You know, not even, not a little bit this way, a little bit, no, he was flat dead center, and Jericho hit the lion salt, chest to chest. Yeah, perfectly. Perfectly. So, he's busting out a little bit more athleticism uh, to go on top of the brawler style, and, you know, really focusing on the storytelling. And it was just, a, this was a, a really, really good match. I'm not going to say it was match of the night, because I don't think it was. No. As much as I love Jericho, I can't give it to him this time. But... It was it was a good match. Um, the finish was safe. Especially with Chris Jericho's momentum and, you know, Okada being Okada. It was a safe ending. I'm fine with Okada <laughs> winning with a, a sword modified roll-up. Yeah. I would have liked Chris Jericho to win just to mm-hmm. give him that last bit, bit of gold before I thought he's done. I thought there was a million reasons for Jericho to win this match. Mm-hmm. And so I'm a little surprised and disappointed that he lost, but it's fine. I mean, I do hope that he gets that, that belt at some point Yeah, before it's all said and done. Yeah. I feel like that's the final... Like I don't want to say nail in the coffin. That's the wrong term I'm trying to use here, but it's the, it's the last pin, you know, mm-hmm. in in his accomplishments. And I, as I was starting to go over during the weekly episode, the guy's resume is insane. Yeah, WWF champion, WCW champion, first undisputed champion, multiple time tag team champion, multiple time intercontinental champion, European champion, cruiserweight champion in WCW, television champion, television champion. IWGP Intercontinental Champion, like, the guy has done so much in this industry. And the way that he's reinvented himself in the over industry. Over and over and over. World Heavyweight Champion, I forgot to mention that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think this is just the last just notch that he needs. Just put that on his resume. Mm-hmm. And he's already undeniably one of the best in the history of the industry. Absolutely. But I think you add the IWGP Heavyweight Championship to that resume, then you like there's no one can argue. Yeah, absolutely. It's just undeniable at that point. There, if there's any naysayers, like there's nothing they can say after that. Exactly. 100%. Like once that's done, 
then any argument is moot. Yeah. So, I would have hoped that he had won, but he didn't. At the end of the match, he did beat down on Okada, and then Tanahashi jumped in. And, and made the save. And saved Okada, because yay, Tanahashi. Woo! So now, I think that's the next matchup, is Jericho versus Tanahashi. Mm-hmm. Which I guess makes sense, because Jericho is kind of... Since entering his agreement in, in, in New Japan, his whole thing's been... Give me all your top guys. Yeah. You know? And so for him to go against, against Tanahashi next, that makes sense. He is their Cena. He's their ace. He's their top guy who, you know, doesn't need the championship to be the top guy. Mm-hmm. So to me, it makes sense. Fine. Let him have Tanahashi. Let him beat Tanahashi. And we'll call it a day. Yeah. I mean, he's beaten Naito. Mm-hmm. He's lost to Kenny. In New Japan, he lost to Kenny. He's beating Kenny out of New Japan. Right. And then he lost to Naito to lose the IC title. Right. And now he just lost to Okada. So maybe maybe he's going to be champion next year? Wrestle Kingdom? I can see that. I can see that. I mean, he has a ongoing, non-exclusive contract. He can continue to work with New Japan. Yeah. So that's not an issue. So hopefully, hopefully... By Wrestle Kingdom, and Wrestle Kingdom is going to be two nights this year. Yeah. So, hopefully, one of those nights culminates in Jericho becoming the IWGP Heavyweight Champion for the first time in his career. That would be awesome. Especially an awesome way to end out end your career too. For shizzle, yo. So let's talk about the big surprise. Yeah. So the big surprise is the return. Of Kenta. For those of you who don't know who Kenta is, you might know him better as what was his name in uh in WWE? Ah, uh, shoot. Give me a second, because he was always injured. He never really fought. Uh, it's like on the tip of my tongue. Uh, yeah, it's like right here. I just can't hold on. Hideo Itami. Hideo Itami. There you go. Just so remember. You it. might know him. As Hideo Itami, but before then and now again, he is Kenta, and he has entered, or at least declared that he would like to enter the G1 tournament. So Kenta's back in New Japan. He'll be in the G1 tournament. John Moxley apparently is going to be in the G1 tournament. Shingo Takage has announced he would like to enter the the tournament. So the G1 is going to be pretty interesting this year. Culminating in Dallas, uh, Dallas, right? Dallas, Texas. Dallas, Texas. At here the AT and T Arena, the first time the G One Climax is outside ever outside of the United States, outside of held Japan. outside of Japan. Yeah. So, very interesting. Very, very interesting. So let's let's get to our usual wrap ups for the, for the shows. Match of the night, shades. What you got? Oh, for sure, uh, Naito versus Ibushi for the IC title. Okay. If I can, I'm not going to go Meltzer and like give him a crazy what you call it. But for me, this was f- a four for sure. Okay. A four for sure. Okay. Dominion as a whole, uh, we'll get to that. But for me, my match of the night was definitely Naito versus Ibushi. Okay. Mr. Thrill? My match of the night has got to be Osprey versus Dragon Lee. Okay. I thought, A, that's the match that woke us up. Mm-hmm. And B, that match was just start leg- to finish. Legit and figuratively. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought that match just 
it never let up from start to finish. Mm-hmm. And I was I was totally into it. I think maybe part of the Naito and Ibushi, like them getting uncomfortably physical, physical might have taken away from me for a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I think either I think both of these matches are neck and neck. Mm-hmm. And for me, there was just a little bit more. Maybe it's because I like Osprey more. Makes it like that style more. Maybe it's because of the the Naito and Ibushi that scared the Jesus out of me. Either way, I, I give I give that match a little little notch above mm-hmm. Naito and Ibushi. Okay. And as we usually do, yes, we like to rate the entire pay-per-view as a whole. Yep. So, Mr. Thrill. Oh, don't make me go first. I always go first. Oh, man. All right. I'd like to hear. I also went first for the most recent yeah, Money in yeah, the Bank. Yeah, 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 yeah. Give me your uh, tope rating. I gotta go. Two seven five. Mm. I, I it hurts me to say that about New Japan Dominion. But man, the first six matches were just what are we doing here? There was nothing. I was so bored out of my mind for the first six matches. Yeah. There's nine matches on this card. Two thirds of their of your show cannot be this mind numbingly boring. Yeah. Absolutely. And I'm being a little harsh, because it wasn't as boring. I'm probably, if you stack this up to, like, a WWE show, I'm probably, like, you're going to blow it out of the water. (laughs) Exactly. But for a New Japan show, to give me this for two-thirds of the show? Yeah. Nah, man. Yeah, no, that's... Nah. And for Dominion, no less? Yeah. We're not talking about wrestling Duntaku. We're not talking about, like, New Year's Dash or... or, Sakura Genesis. Or Sakura Genesis. We're talking about Dominion. Talking about their second biggest show of the year, and this is what you deliver? Yeah, nah, man. Uh, yeah, I, I I can't go any higher than a three. Can't go lower than I got a two seven five. I'm I'm going to a two and a half. Yeah, a yeah. two and a half. You you can't give me six matches that were uh, snooze fests, and then you you basically hit the nitrous, and you get uh, exactly you know four star four star exactly. four star matches. Exactly. 100%. I'm sorry. Um, you don't get anything higher than the 2.5. Because without those three matches at the end, this is a, a 0.5 for yeah. me. And don't get me wrong. I, I like some of the, I like the wrestlers that are on this card. Yeah. Ishii winning the championship. I'm cool. All about it. G.O.D. And, and just, I can't watch G.O.D. versus Evil Sonata anymore. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. And then the other matches that were inconsequential, not only were they inconsequential, they weren't that entertaining. Yeah. Like, I'm okay with a match not having so much weight to it if it's a good match. Yeah. But there's just, like, okay, cool. What's next? Can we move on now? Like, some of these matches aren't even ten minutes long, and they felt like an eternity. Yeah. Like the uh, Takagi-Kojima um, match. Yeah. It was like, false finish, false finish. I was like, yo, this match is like 20 minutes long, and I look at it, it's like it's 11, 11 minutes. minutes. I was like, oh my gosh. My God. Yeah, no, I got to... Uh, this is. I think this might be the lowest score I've ever given a New Japan show, but I can't go higher than than. I can't go higher than a three. I was bordering on two five. I'm gonna go two seven five. Your two five is justified. That's just. I'm sorry. You got to come better than that. You have to. Absolutely. And especially in today's landscape, you got to come better than that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because this is the first New Japan show since Double or Nothing. Mm-hmm. 
we had that abomination that took place on Friday from WWE. Ugh. And then this. You can't, you gotta, you gotta come better than this. You have to. Yeah, they, they did not come correct at If we're comparing all. those three side by side by side, this is in the middle of the pack. And it's only because WWE is an abomination. Yeah, right now at least, for sure. So, that's that's my stance on the show. That's my stance as well. All right. <laughs> so that's going to wrap up our review and recap of New Japan Pro Wrestling Dominion 6-9 from Osaka Joe Hall 2019. It was a show that took place. Could have been better. Could have been worse. It is what it was. As always, you've been listening to us on SoundCloud.com slash Grapples to Apples. That's Grapples the number two apples. If you haven't been listening to SoundCloud, you might be listening to us on Apple Podcasts or on Google Play Music, whichever of your mobile podcast devices is your preference. That's where you're hopefully listening to us. doesn't matter where you're listening to us as long as you're listening to us. Please don't forget to check us out on social media, uh, Facebook.com, Twitter.com slash Grapples to Apples. Again, that's Grapples the number two apples. Uh, check out our Instagram page. We are going to start adding more stuff to the Instagram, including um, something that's that's cooking and coming up soon. Uh, quick note, please, on the podcast apps, whatever podcast app you're listening to us on, we're I'm honestly begging at this point, like, comment, or share. Anything like that will really boost the profile of the, of the podcast. So even if it's just to give us a rating, um, maybe don't comment. I don't care. But any sort of interaction will boost us up and, and add more, more eyes and ears to the podcast because that's how these things work. You don't necessarily have to have a million likes, but if they're at least being engaged with, then they'll boost us up in the, like, in the browse queue. So, so if you guys enjoy listening to us and you know maybe some other people would like, give us that like. Give us that thumbs up. Give us that, that, that star rating. Whatever, whatever it is. Whatever it is just to get us out there. It really does help boost the profile of the show. Uh as always, I have been Will the Thrill, Poetarian, Shakespearean candidate, major English. Whatever you need me to be, that's who I be, because maybe that's who I is. Joined, as always, when he's here, <laughs> by my hetero life mate. The man of the hour, the man with the power, too gosh darn sweet to be sour. Cream of the crop, rise to the top, your boy, Prophet Shades. Until we see you next time on the weekly, which will again, remember guys, is going to be going up on Saturday morning. So until then, peace, peace and love.